1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep.
0: P E P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the
1: Sunshine Serial presents the adventures of Superman. Today, Superman is unaware that during his absence from St. Selmo, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn have walked once again into grave danger.
0: Hello there, gang. This is Dan McCullough. News certainly gets around, doesn't it, gang? Most every fellow and girl I know is all hepped up about that brand new series of comic buttons in packages of Kellogg's Pep. One kid tells another until everybody's excited as anything. And for good reason. These new pep comic buttons are something to cheer about. Eighteen new and different comic strip characters done up in full color on gleaming white buttons that look mighty nifty pinned on your jacket or dress or cap. And what a circus it is collecting them. You get the surprise of finding out which buttons inside every package of pep you open. And you get the fun of swapping duplicates with your pals, too. You'll want to collect Mama Destros and Gravel Gertie, the uh, Winnie Winkle Twins, Superman, and all the others. So remind Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's pep. Because that's the only way you can get these new comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. But there's an exciting prize in every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. There's good eating, too, because these are the whole wheat flakes with that sunny golden toasted flavor that gives breakfast a lift. Yes, sir, you'll like Pep. And you'll like the prizes in packages of P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep.
1: And now, the adventures of Superman Investigating what frightened natives of a Canadian coastal fishing village believe is a supernatural sea monster Lois Lane and Horatio Horn suffered two almost disastrous encounters with the mysterious creature And were each time rescued by Superman Undaunted, they continued their investigation While Superman was off following a clue to the mystery of the monster but this time while searching the shack of a local fisherman of whom they had reason to be suspicious. Lois and Horatio signed their own death warrants. For just as they uncovered a hidden walkie-talkie radio in the shack, Ike Barnaby, its owner, opened the door. Horatio,
2: look. Great Jupiter. Barnaby.
1: And just in time to fix it so you don't do no more snooping and meddling with things as ain't none of your business. As we continue now, Barnaby has closed the door behind him. Standing in darkness, save for a shaft of eerie moonlight that filters through a small window and is reflected on the blue steel barrel of an automatic held by the angry fisherman, Lois and Horatio are tense with an awareness of their danger. Momentarily frozen with fear, Lois is speechless. But Horatio tries to brazen it out.
2: Don't be a fool, Mr. Barnaby. Put up that gun.
1: I ain't doing no such of a thing. But but it might go off. I warned you to pack up and get out of seat soon before you run into trouble. But you didn't pay me no heed. You come looking for it. So now you gotta take the consequences. Well, what do you mean? Well, catching you, you snooping around here in my shack proved what I knowed all along. That you suspicioned me of having something to do with that monster out there on the fishing bank. Well, sure we suspect you. Grace, because
2: you gave us plenty of reason for suspicion. Horatio.
1: Just how much do you know about me, young filly?
2: We don't know a thing. Oh, yes, we do, and so do the police. Horatio, What's please. What's that about
1: the police? Horatio. They'll be here to
2: pick you up in the morning. For heaven's sake, Horatio, keep quiet.
1: How do you know the police are picking me up?
2: I happen to be a detective as well as a newspaper reporter, Mr. Barnaby.
1: Horatio, you're out of your
2: mind. You may as well know the truth, Miss Lane. It gives him a chance to make a clean breast of things. That way he'll have a chance to get off comparatively easy.
1: Well, now, that's very neighborly of you.
2: I think it is, too, by Gulliver. Now, you can tell us the whole story of the monster, and that'll spare Mr. Kent the trouble of tracking down the clue he found out there in the water. He found the clue, you said? That's right. He's back in Metropolis checking it now. And if it's what he thinks it is... He says he'll be able to expose the mystery of your sea monster in practically no time at all.
1: Is that so? Well, now that's mighty interesting. Oh, that's all, brother. Now you've fixed us, but good. Sure, and I'm going to see to which you find out the whole secret of the mystery. See, Miss Lane? Oh. But first, I'm going to show you what I use this walkie-talkie for. I'll just turn on the power like this, and now you listen. But I warn you, don't try nothing funny. Don't worry about that. Barnaby calling Andrews. Barnaby calling Andrews. Come in,
2: Barnaby.
1: Smiling strangely, Barnaby's low muffled voice enters the microphone of the walkie-talkie and speeds out across three miles of water where a big red-faced man is seated at a table at the cabin of a disguised trawler anchored on the fishing banks. Faint sounds of activity can be heard from the deck overhead, but they are ignored by the man who seems to be occupied with a sheet of paper in front of him. Suddenly, his attention is arrested by the sound of a voice coming from a walkie-talkie standing at his elbow. Picking it up, he places it
2: close to his ear and speaks into the mouthpiece. This is Andrews back to Barnaby. Andrews back to Barnaby. What's on your mind? Come in. Where trouble, Andrews? What's the matter now? Two of them newspaper reporters snooping in my shack. Oh. Where are they now? You stupid, bungling fool! I should have known better than to trust a numb skull like you. I ain't done nothing. Nothing but give yourself dead away talking like this in front of them. But what did I do? I tell you, they knew too. Much. Never mind the details. Get rid of them. How? Oh. I don't care how, but get rid of them. Understand? Fine. that's not all. I think you'd better clear off the fishing grounds and hold up for a while. Why? The police are on to me too. How do you know? The Impossible. They're pulling a bluff on you. Maybe, but I don't think so. You'd better pull out once or all. Maybe you're right at that. Play it safe. Sure, you can come back and start operating as soon as this blows over. All right. That's what we'll do. And uh Barnaby. Yeah. About those uh, two guests of yours. I think a good way to get rid of them would be well, anyway, bring them out to the secret cove tonight. Tonight? Yes. Contact me when you get there and I'll tell you what to do. Then come by land in your car. Is that clear? It is. That's all, then. See you later.
1: Moving swiftly, the man Barnaby called Andrews replaces the two-way radio instrument on the desk. Then, picking up an intercommunication phone, he presses a button marked Bridge. Meanwhile, still in Metropolis, Superman has just completed a memorandum to Editor Perry White in which he outlined the progress made by the three Daily Planet reporters in exposing the mystery of the St. Selmo Sea Monster. Now, armed with what he considers a definite clue, he strips off his guise of Clark Kent and prepares to take off from the privacy of his own office for a return trip to the Canadian fishing village. There we are, all set. Now, with what I've learned from the analysis of the sample of seawater from the fishing banks, I'm pretty sure I've got the monster's number. Up with this window. If only Lois and Horatio are kept out of trouble, we should clean up the mystery and be back here with a page one story tomorrow.
2: Well, here's hoping. Out and away! Like a red and blue
1: meteor, the Man of Steel streaks through the night sky and, traveling with the speed of light, arrives at St. Selmo within a few minutes. Then, resuming the guise and garb of Clark Kent, he enters the Fisherman's Inn. As he passes the desk, a sudden impulse makes him stop and
2: question the elderly clerk. Good evening. Evening, Mr. Kent. Something you want? Miss Lane and Mr. Horner are in their rooms, I suppose. Oh, no, not sir, sure they ain't. They've gone out. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm go myself. Hmm. About how long ago would you say that was? Yeah, let me see, uh, about an hour ago. Uh-huh. I wouldn't worry none about them, now. Less than they went out looking for that there uh, sea monster that is. Well, anything's possible with those two. Yeah, maybe they went for a walk along the beach, or maybe they're just sitting on the docks. Thanks, I'll have a look. See you later. Outwardly
1: accepting the clerk's suggestion that Lois Lane and Horatio Horn are simply enjoying the night air on the waterfront, Clark Kent walks swiftly along the dark, deserted main street of the village toward the beach, his keen eyes searching for a sight of them, while a sixth sense warns him that all is not well. In just a moment, we'll know what has happened to Lois and Horatio,
2: so keep listening.
1: You know what an
0: encore is, don't you? You know, in the theater, when you like an act, you clap for more? Well, those Pep comic buttons are sure doing an encore now. There's a doggone popular with all the fellows and girls in the gang. Kellogg's Pep is putting out a brand new series of 18 new buttons to collect. And Pep can take a bow for that, believe me, because these new Pep comic buttons are a sight to see. They're bright-colored as anything on gleaming white enamel with the pictures of your favorite funny paper characters standing out clear and sharp, like uh, Wilmer, for instance, from Gasoline Alley, and Little Joe, and uh, B.O. Plenty and Daisy, and Superman himself with his red insignia on that bright blue jersey. Yes, sir, these new Pep comic buttons are really terrific and so easy to collect, too. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. Fact is... You can't buy them anywhere, but every time mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pep, there's one of these buttons as a prize inside. And there's mighty good eating for you too, because Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal. It's loaded with catchy, sunny, toasted flavor, crisp and fresh as can be. Tell mom that you want Pep for breakfast every day, and get your prizes from PEP, the Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep.
1: Now, back to the adventures of Superman. As Clark Kent searches vainly for them on the St. Selma waterfront, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn, their hands bound, are riding in Mr. Barnaby's ancient car. After more than a half hour of driving along stretches of sandy beach and oyster shell back roads, they are just arriving at their destination, a tiny hidden cove. But now, a triumphant smile wrinkling his weathered face, Barnaby brings his car to a stop. Is, uh, is this the hideout you were talking about, Mr. Barnaby? Aye, that it is, Mr. Horn. Likewise, the home of the sea monster. The, the monster? Aye, Miss Lane, the monster. Wait. Look sharp out yonder where my finger's pointing. You can see it gliding into the cove.
2: Good heavens. It, it is the monster,
1: my Gulliver. <laughs> yep. Fearsome, ain't it?
2: Why have you brought us here, Mr. Barnaby?
1: Well, you've been wanting a close look at the monster so she could know the secret of her. Well, you're gonna get that chance now.
2: Now, now wait yep, a minute. Yep,
1: you're gonna get a chance to see her real close. Much closer than you bargained for, her too, I suspect. What do you mean by that? Just this, Miss Lane. Listen, I'm mighty wrong. The man you heard me talking to on the walkie-talkie in my shack is figuring to feed you to that monster tonight. <laughs> Unwilling to believe their ears, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn stare open-mouthed at the leering Barnaby as the blood drains from their faces, and an overpowering sense of fear chills them to the bone. Is this some grim sort of joke, or is Barnaby serious when he threatens Lois and Horatio with being fed to the monster? In any case, the two reporters are definitely in danger, while Superman is still unaware of what has happened to them. Superman's adventure with the Phantom of the Sea is fast drawing to a close. And we know you won't want to miss the exciting wind-up. So don't fail to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station.
0: And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet.
1: For excitement, the adventures of Superman.
0: is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. How'd you like to learn about the birds that are around now that the weather's warmer? You know, like the flycatcher and the warbler? Well, start collecting full-color bird pictures that come one in every package of Kellogg's Crumbles. Get set to collect all 24 in the series and swap duplicates with your friends. And get a colorful album, too, so that you can paste in your collection. Full instructions for sending in are on the side of every Crumbles package. Just ask Mom for Crumbles, those crinkly, sort of sweet and mellow-rich shreds of real whole wheat. Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for The Thrilling Adventures of Superman.